Christ is risen. Nice. I got to say, everybody looks very, very nice today, and I'm surprised. Not because you look nice. No, I'm surprised because nobody showed up in their workout clothes, their Lulus. Nobody's rocking a headband right now or the Asics, except for some of the dads. Didn't, didn't, didn't anybody run to church this morning? No one raced their wife here and shoved their kid out of the way to be the first one and say, first to the door. Now, nobody did that, hopefully. And nobody ran to church this morning because we have access to cars. We set our alarms, then we hit the snooze button as many times as we could before we had to get up. We put a plan together, put on our Easter finest like you all did, made Easter brunch plans for after the service, because we knew. We knew that when we got here, the doors would be open, the band would be jamming, we'd be singing sweet songs, a hallelujah, songs of Christ's victory, the lilies would be everywhere, there'd be no more black, it would be white. There's comfort in knowing. When there's comfort in knowing the story of our Lord rising from the dead. In the Old Testament, when they were wandering in the wilderness, we saw that in the book of Exodus, that the people of Israel were instructed to tell the story of their deliverance from Egypt. And when the children asked, what does this story mean? The parents were to tell them and were specifically instructed to use the words us when they told the story. The Lord brought us. Not the Lord brought them or the ones who were there, but brought us. Us because these stories aren't just told as some facts or a a history lesson or a moral lesson. They're told because they are to become ours. Us in the stories, the stories in us. We read the word as we live and we live as we read the word because there is comfort in knowing. We tell the story, we speak it. The beginning of life, at the end of life, from baptism to funerals, we read the stories of Jesus because the story of Jesus is our story. And there's great comfort in that. No more comforting story than Christ is risen. He's risen indeed. Yeah, no, that was your line. Yeah. <laughs> it's all right. I think we'll get it, right? Christ is risen? There we go. But you know, this story of Christ being risen, it, it didn't start in a comforting way because the people, they didn't know what was happening. Our story starts in the Gospel of John while Mary, she's walking. It's still dark. She's making her way to the tomb. It's dark because she's getting there early and dark because she doesn't know what's about to happen. She thinks she's going to the tomb to finish the burial stuff for Jesus and whatnot. But when Mary got there, something she wasn't expecting happened. The stone had been rolled away. So she turns and runs back. She runs back thinking, something is wrong. This isn't right. And she gets to the house. She's probably banging at the door, shouting. It's early. The people were sleeping, you know, because, like I said, it's early. And then a few disciples probably got up. Maybe Peter, definitely, right, because he went to the tomb. John probably opened the door. He seems like a nice guy. And Mary, who's supposed to be at the tomb, is, is saying all these things. And before anyone can press go on the Keurig, Peter and John are taking off Forrest Gump style for the tomb. And then they get there, and John's first. He looks in, but he doesn't go in. And then Peter gets there. He pushes past John, and there's nothing there. There's just linens. And then John goes in, and then they leave. We don't get any words from them, no conversation. The text just says John believes, but he doesn't understand. He believes the body is gone, resurrection, but doesn't understand what it means, so there's no comfort for him. And then the story shifts back to who it started with. It shifts back to Mary. And Mary remains alone at the entrance of the tomb, crying. 
And I think her tears are something we all experience. She doesn't leave the garden. She doesn't go back with Peter and John. She stays at the tomb because for as sad as a place that it is, it's the last link to the one that she loved. And she still wants to be near to the one she loved. But even though she wants to be so close, she's afraid to look. If you notice in the text, she hasn't looked in the tomb yet because she's afraid, afraid to see the emptiness of it. How that will mean that it's, it's really over. The last link connecting her to the one she loves is severed and gone, separated forever by death. And so she does what so many of us do in that situation. She freezes, she stands there and just cries. And the tense in the Greek implies that this happens for a while. But then somehow, eyes filled with tears, she finds the courage to look into the tomb. This strong woman of God finds the courage to look into the emptiness, the darkness to face what she fears. And when she does, she finds out that the tomb is not as empty as she thought. She looks in and the angels ask her, she doesn't know it's angels, why are you crying? Why is your heart so heavy? And she answers, the Lord is gone. He's not here. I, I, I don't know where he is. And I felt that, and maybe you have too, that feeling of being alone, the feeling that what you had before is gone and you, you can't get it back. And I think after she answers, those angels, they... They look past her. They don't point or anything, but the angels see who had just come around the corner. And they can't help but stare at the risen Lord. And Mary turns and she turns to see, she thinks it's a gardener, but we know it's not. We know it's Jesus who is there already. Jesus is there with her already because that's the power of the empty tomb that when we feel alone, when we feel helpless and frozen, Jesus is there. He is always there. And those questions of why are you weeping? Why are you seeking? Well, now we see why they're asked. They're asked because of the answer, the only answer that can ever satisfy our hearts. Because here in a garden where it all started way back in Genesis of being frozen and afraid and Adam and Eve wondering if God would still be for them and with them and what would happen now because of what they had done, God made a promise to them there in the garden. And now in this garden, it is fulfilled and seen first by a woman. And in case you were wondering if the resurrection of Jesus is personal or it's just some outside phenomenon, we witness the most personal of all the appearances of Jesus in which he only says one word. There's no peace be with you, no miraculous catch of fish, no bright light, no locked doors, just one word spoken. Mary. But it's the word she most needs to hear by the voice that she needs most. And by speaking her name, he tells her, and she knows. There's no distance between us. I'm not lost to you. 
the personal relationship between us remains beyond sin, beyond death. Nothing will ever shatter it. You don't have to be afraid because I'm here. It's deeply intimate and personal as he calls her name and she responds calling him Rabboni. And in those two words, Mary, Rabboni, everything is said between their hearts. And that's the same joy that fills her heart that rests now in ours. Because you know as good as I do that the risen Lord speaks each one of our names as well and shares his heart with us, says everything to us. For there is nothing that will ever separate us from the Lord. He is alive. He calls us by name. He sees us. He knows us. He loves us. He is with us. And this meeting with the risen Lord for Jesus and for us suddenly now becomes a mission. Go and tell my brothers, he says, and say to them that I go to my father and to your father. And the text says she went. She didn't need to keep holding on to him because she knows. She knows that he will always be there now. And then you guessed it. She takes off running, this time in joy, to tell. Because the encounter with the risen Lord, the knowing, sends us out in mission and in joy. With energy. As we proclaim that he lives and now we will love for his sake. Jesus took our fears, took our iniquities, took the things that make us stand frozen, took whatever could possibly separate us from him, and by his power, by his resurrection, crushed the devil, conquered sin, and ended the finality of death and did away with that whole old way of life. Whatever power has been holding you back has been weighing you down, that feeling that you think that you are alone. Today we give it to Jesus. We take it to him who took it to the cross and left it in an empty tomb and says, start running. The cloud that has been filling your mind, the darkness looming and the fear that so messes with us, we give it to Jesus. We take it to him and we start running. We take our hands and we lace up our shoes and we run. We run to those who need to be loved and we give them our Jesus. Because Jesus is alive and the victory is ours. He rose. What powers can stand against you? No longer can fear paralyze you or work its way into your decisions or relationships or lives. No longer does grief hold you back or let sin have any place in your lives because all of that stuff lost its power long ago in a garden when Christ walked out of an empty tomb alive. And that is the message of hope that restores us and drives us and flows from us. His promises that were given to us are always ours now, forgiven on account of his death and resurrection. Eternal life now and always and a new life to be lived today. That by his spirit, he is with us and for us and in us. That is the Easter message. It's what we proclaim, what we know, what we believe, what we trust, what we live, what we shout. Christ is risen. Yes, I was so scared you weren't going to say it. And you did. Because you know Christ is risen. And it is in his resurrection. His resurrection that we are filled with a power, a resurrection power, a resurrection joy, a momentum that can't be stopped no matter, no matter what comes our way. 
because our hearts have been made alive. We have been born again. We can now see, we can understand, and we have life. We have a life that is in Christ Jesus who knows us and calls us by name. Christ is risen. Hallelujah and amen.